In the time of COVID, employers are suddenly beset with lots of health and safety issues to resolve, and today we hope to address some of those. I'm going to be asking our guest about testing and vaccination, and how to support longer-term home working, including issues of work-life balance. These are all things that we've included in our new guide for international employers called How and Where to Work, covering 37 Euslaboris countries. Welcome to Talking Work, the employment law podcast by Euslaboris. In each episode, we invite a different guest to discuss what's happening in the world of work. If you're an HR professional of any kind, this podcast is for you. My name's Deborah Ishihara, and I curate the legal content on our website. My guest today is Stefano De Luca Tamayo, partner in our Italian firm Toffoletto De Luca Tamayo. He's also the chair of our international expert group on health and safety. Hello, Stefano. Welcome to the podcast. I'd like to start by asking you about testing for coronavirus. No doubt the rules vary across the world, but in Italy, first of all, can an employer compel an employee to get a test? Well, hi, Deborah. Uh, In a word, no. Uh, Employers cannot directly force employees to take COVID tests, but the company doctor in specific circumstances can, if he considers it to be necessary, not just useful or, or simply nice to have. And according to what we have heard from our colleagues from around the world, this general principle is also applied in the majority of other countries. Therefore, employers can encourage employees to take COVID tests, but the employee's consent is always required, except for exceptional circumstances. And what about vaccination? Can an employer mandate that? Uh, Again, in Italy, no. Uh, According to the Italian constitution, a vaccination may be imposed only by law. So definitely not by an employer. And at the moment, there is no legal obligation, nor it is expected to be provided in the near future, neither in Italy nor in other countries, as far as we have been told by our colleagues. The the final issue is to balance the employee's fundamental rights to freedom of choice on medical treatments and beliefs with the employer's general obligation to ensure the health and safety of employees. So what happens if employees refuse to vaccinate? Uh, Uh, This issue is is quite discussed currently in Italy. Uh, Basically, there are various possible outcomes. The employee's duties could be changed and he could be assigned to duties which do not determine any possible contact with others. Or if possible, he could be assigned to smart working. Finally, only if such options are not possible, uh, the employee could also be suspended from work without salary and as a very last resort, terminated. Okay, so some quite draconian options then. What if there are good reasons why they can't get vaccinated, say for health reasons or religious reasons or whatever? Well, uh, if an employee cannot be vaccinated for health reasons, then the employer shall identify the most appropriate measures to enable the performance of the employee's work in the safest way possible. And again, check whether it is possible to let the employee work in smart working. A dismissal would only be possible if there were no other possible options at all. Dismissal should therefore be the very last resort. However, all this is absolutely untested at the moment. There are no precedents yet for dismissing an unvaccinated employee. Hmm, Understood. We'll see how that pans out then. I guess another complication that may be coming our way is what should happen about seconded workers in relation to testing and vaccinations. Whose responsibility are those things? The main employer or the host? Generally, the host company is responsible for the health and safety of the posted employees. So they will need to take all the necessary steps to protect those employees from COVID-19. 
Moreover, before the posting begins, the host company should ask the doctor at the sending company to check whether the worker meets all the necessary medical requirements to do the new job. So just thinking about other issues now to do with working in the office, if someone shows symptoms at work, what should the employer do? Well, the very first thing uh, to do is to isolate the person plus everyone who's been in close contact with him. You should then monitor the situation with the company's doctor and wait for the test results. If the employee tests positive, he will then be on sickness leave. And the company should then sanitize the workplace and keep home everyone who's been in close contact with him while waiting for them to get tested as well. Needless to say that, I mean, in in doing all this, uh, it is absolutely necessary to respect as much as possible the privacy of the infected person. And I mean, as as far as we have understood from from our colleagues uh, of other firms in Yus Laboris, these general basic rules, which are isolating the suspected case and sanitizing the workplace, are applied everywhere around the world. Right. Presumably, if you send someone home, you need to keep paying them. Yeah, sure. Uh, At least in Italy, certainly that's true. Once it is ascertained that the employee is positive, he will then be considered in sickness leave and receive an indemnity from the IMPS, which is the Italian social security body, which is generally integrated by the employer in order to grant 100% of the ordinary salary. So moving on to something that's becoming increasingly talked about by our clients worldwide, and that is how to manage longer term home working. We all started off last year doing this on an emergency basis and health and safety wasn't really top of mind. But for the longer term, it obviously needs to be. What sort of things, Stefano, do employers need to think about for this? Well, actually, in Italy, the government is is currently allowing employers to use a simplified set of rules for smart working. Um, This simplified set of rules will be valid until the end of March. After that, if it's it's not extended, employers and employees will need to sign an individual agreement to regulate their home working. And such agreement will cover things like setting people up with the right equipment, making sure their working environment and the working equipment is conformed to health and safety legislation, um, etc. But there's also another important issue, which is the the mental well-being of remote workers who are physically isolated from their colleagues. And this could cause other different risks to employees' mental health, which employers must try to prevent with all necessary measures. One thing that we're increasingly hearing about is people starting to struggle with their work-life balance, actually. It's much easier to switch off from work if you can actually walk out of the office at the end of the day. What are you hearing about this issue, Stefano? Well, this is an interesting question. Um, The issue of work-life balance is becoming more and more crucial in, in this period, considering that, as you were saying, it is surely more difficult for employees to disconnect from work when they are working from home. Employees basically end up with being always connected, which causes additional mental health risks. In Italy, the first regulation concerning the right to disconnection uh, was enacted together with the first regulation of smart working in, in 2017. This law provides for an obligation for the employer to adopt technical and organizational measures to ensure that remote workers disconnect from their electronic working tools. I have recently spoke with several colleagues from from other use laboris firms, and it seems that due to to the pandemic, many other countries are starting to to think about this issue as well, also prompted by the recent uh, resolution of the European Union dated January 21st, which stresses the the, the importance of, of these aspects. 
Well, thank you, Stefano, for your insights. As I mentioned, Stefano is the chair of our expert group on health and safety. And if you want to contact him about anything to do with that subject, you can find his details in the description to this podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, we've just published a guide for international employers called How and Where to Work, covering precisely the issues we've been talking about today. And I also recommend you take a look at our Corona Hub. And again, there are links to these things in the podcast description. And if you're seeking information on any other employment-related topic, do go to our website at usethebroads.com and have a browse around. Meanwhile, I hope you'll join us next time on the podcast. That's it for this episode of Talking Work, but we'll be back very soon with more insights from our guests from around the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit usethebroads.com to access all our content resources and tools.